Okay, boys and girls, welcome to Pushing Rocket Podcast. This is Adam Pickett, your host with the most. Welcome to another episode of the bestest podcast in the world. This uh, coming to you streaming from Holland. Uh, it's episode 114. That's a one, that's a one, that's a four. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's been a hell of a weekend for yours truly because, uh, well, it's been a hell of a week. Um, all right. All right, let's go into it. So, um, Sunday last week, so a week ago, it's a week ago today. No, two weeks ago, uh, I fly back from Louisiana. Uh, I land here at seven o'clock in the evening. Monday morning, I go straight into work at six o'clock in the morning, jet lagged as fuck. Tuesday, I take the day off to sort out some shit. And primarily, my shit that I'm sorting out is accommodation. Um, And the first four nights I was back, I stayed with a colleague. Him and his wife put me up, very kind, uh, for four nights, which is one night longer than I like to stay with anyone. Um, In a general sense, when you need it, not when you're, you know flying in from Australia or something like a stay with us you know but otherwise guests three days guests are like fish after three days they start to stink so Tuesday two weeks ago I go into a real estate agent in Leiden Leiden and Leiden is a gorgeous town in Holland and it's right smack back of smack bang in the center of everything uh, so for my work in particular, that's pretty critical because we have multiple places that I have to be. And uh, yeah, the traffic in Holland is pretty crap. So if you can get yourself as centralised as you can, midway between all the points you need to go, then you're onto a good thing. And for me, that's Leiden. And, and, and I, my gym is in Leiden. Uh, I go to the gym and I'll, I'll give them a plug. Fuck it. Sports yeah, that's what their name is, which literally translates to sports, yeah. Uh, they're a powerlifting gym in Leiden, and they're great. And uh, they've probably got about eight squat racks, uh, four, six deadlift platforms, just fantastic, fantastic gym. So, uh, and that's, that's quite rare in Holland. So I was pretty keen to find a place in Leiden uh, for the dual reason of centrally located for everywhere I need to be, and my gym's in Leiden. So land Sunday, Tuesday, I go to a real estate agent in Leiden that specializes in rental. Now, everyone's told me that renting is really hard here. It's really difficult. And when the ex-wife and I moved here from Australia, we rented a place for the first year. And we were told we were really lucky to get it. Um, so at this point, I had no choice because it's it's just too short notice to buy a property. You, you need you need three months to close the deal, and I haven't got three months to pay in a hotel or something like that. It's just not going to happen. So I thought, okay, I need to rent something. So I go into this real estate agent, and I went there because they're a, they were specialised in rentals in the Leiden area, but online, all of their photos of their properties were really was really shit. It was blurry and it just didn't do the, the, the properties any 
give you any idea of what it was like. It was like, nah, we'll take some photos. It was, it, it was as if they purposely made them as horrible as they could, which worked to my sincere advantage, let me tell you. So we look at... So Tuesday I go in and I say, all right, we'll look at two places. And there was this place that I was really keen to look at because it sounded amazing, four-metre-high ceilings and massive windows and, you know, architecturally designed and rada 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 all the rest of it. And then there's other place. And the other place, the guy was like, he said to me immediately, oh, it's really small. That's what he said. It's really small. Um, but it had the word cottage and the word cottage for me generates, you know, you know, it gets an image in your head. A cottage. A cottage. That sounds nice, doesn't it? A cottage. So I said, all right, I booked them in. I booked them both in for the Thursday, two days after that. So Thursday, we go to the four metre high ceiling place, first of all, and it's right at the centre of Leiden. Uh, on the street, there's people whizzing back and forth on bicycles. It's just the kind of street I love. The guy rocks up who's going to show it to me, guy called Carlo, fantastic guy, funny as all get up. We Immediately, we're clicked, no problems. And we walk in and he hasn't seen the place either and both of us are looking at this place like, oh my fucking God, it really has got four metre ceilings. It's got fireplaces, these massive fireplaces, multiple, I think there were three of them in there, all pink marble that you could have stuck a pig in and still walked around. Um... But I was looking at the place and I'm, and I'm thinking, what's the heating costs? Because the windows were single glazed. And sure enough, he, he made a few calls and the previous tenant went, oh, yeah, in winter it probably cost me 400 euros a month to heat the place. It's just like, oh, my God. And also, it wasn't furnished. And let's just say I didn't get the furniture <laughs> from the ex-wife. She got it. So... I looked at Carla and went, yeah, this isn't going to happen. It was a beautiful place. Don't be wrong, but yeah. So he goes, uh, we'll go to this other place. So I follow him. I think I might have talked about this last week on the podcast. I can't remember. But anyway, I'm talking about it again. Fuck yeah. We rock up and it's this little community around this lake thing with a fantastic 300 or 400 year old windmill that was a lumber windmill they just saw the lumber and around the lake facing the windmill are really close it's all really close together are the old workers cottages and the parents live in the windmill and then the son with his family lives in the main workers cottage and then there's this other two workers cottages and one's owned by another couple and then the other one was for rent and you're on the water with this deck in front of the windmill, facing west, so the sun, I just get suns going through the place. And it's all wooden floorboards and fireplace and, you know, stone floor in the kitchen and big deck. I mean, literally, it's like a holiday cottage where you'd want to take a holiday because it'd be so relaxing. And I just walked in and I, I was like, oh, my God. Play it cool. You walk out the deck, and the wife of the the sons of the parents is there, and she knew I was coming around, and she wants to meet me, and we get on like a house on fire. Natural Adam charm. 
I just turned to the real estate agent and went, yeah, man, I'll take it. Upstairs is the bedroom. And then I've got a spare bedroom downstairs. No, you're not coming to stay. Um, I said, yeah, I'll take it. And he goes, all right. <laughs> Which is crazy because in Australia, there'd be like two weeks of checking references. And, and get, everyone told me how hard it was to rent in Holland. I think it's because you can only be in here really as a single person or a couple. And, and they wanted a single person. They didn't want a couple uh, for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, and that's right up my alley at the moment. And uh, it's a bit pricey. It's a bit pricey. But the price includes all uh, all services, including internet, everything. Everything. I don't have to pay anything else. This is done. Done. Nothing else. Um, so literally, so we saw that on the Thursday. The next day, the Friday, I signed the lease. And then the Monday, the 1st of July was the start of the lease period but I couldn't pick up the keys that day so I picked up the keys on Tuesday moved in Tuesday I was a bit worried uh, because I didn't have any sheets or bedding or anything or towels and literally the whole place is made up they've got 10 folded towels in the bathroom they had flowers fresh flowers cut which is crazy stuff man so I moved in last Tuesday and then yesterday I went and picked up all my stuff from my old house, from the ex-wife. Picked it all up yesterday evening. friend of mine helped, but he could only help me load. He couldn't help me unload because he had another appointment. And it was raining, of course. It hasn't rained for like two, the whole time I've been back. And so it rained this one afternoon that I was moving. Had this big van, had to reverse it all the way. Because it's like this... It's really tight. It was really tight. It was tighter than a nun. Nun's nasty. But I got her all the way down. A big, big, big tall van. And then my landlord comes and sees me what he's doing. And he helps me move all my stuff in. He's probably a little bit younger than me. Just a great guy. And he's like, oh, man. He's, he's, he's built some computer hardware. So we're up in the, in the van and he, he checks out. He's seeing my desktop computer because the whole side of it is is clear so you can see inside the guts and it's a real it's a really good computer right i ordered it online probably about three and a half years ago three years ago uh and it was a gaming computer and i did not skimp i mean i paid i i did top everything top everything massive cooling system twin fans liquid cooling system so it just is silent no sound and i haven't had this computer for about four months now since the ex-wife kicked me out of the house so I'm recording on it now um, so took me till yesterday evening to just unload the van and all the moving stuff and then take the van back and then come back and then this morning I got up and it was like I spent the whole day unpacking um, took me till about four o'clock this afternoon and then I threw a couple of kilos of lamb on the barbecue, slow cooked it for a couple of hours, and then cut it up with a uh, a um, a board sauce. A board sauce is a really cool thing, guys. If you if you're barbecuing, and it can just be like a steak, something like that. A board sauce is whatever herb you want, or herb, as you idiot Americans say. How can you not pronounce the H on herb? Fucking hell. Um. For lamb, I did rosemary and mint. And what you do is you get your rosemary and mint fresh. 
you, you, you chop it a bit rough with a, with a clove of garlic. You put it in, I put it in like a, a mortar and pestle, but I, did, I, didn't, I didn't grind it or anything. Just put it in there to, to mix it up. And then lots of black pepper, a bit of paprika for a little bit of bite, and then lots of olive oil, and you just, and you just mix it all up. And then you just let it sit and then uh, for about 20 minutes, and then the, the lamb was ready. And so what you do is you pour this oily, herby mixture onto your cutting board, and then you, you put the lamb on top, and then you cut the lamb on this uh, board sauce, and then you mix it all up together. Ah, it's amazing. So uh, that was my dinner, and um, fuck. Because I got all my uh, whiskeys back, because they were all at my old house. I've got them sitting here. Hang on. I need to get a whiskey. I haven't had a whiskey in months. I've got to do this. Hang on. I've got a, uh, I've got a Glenfiddich 18 year here. Let's that we really need this can't begin to tell you how much I need this all right um, that's still recording beautiful so oh. guys cheers because this is it this is done it's done the whole eight-month divorce thing uh, this is it. I'm done. I, I, I picked up all my stuff last night. She was there. And at the end, I just shook her hand and left. So, cheers. Here's to um, starting it all up again, which is what I'm doing. Hang on, headphones back on. This is what I'm doing. Starting again at 47. Going to be 48 in about a month, month and a half. Um, but that's fine. And it was... It was good. It was good. I picked up the stuff yesterday and it was just pick up the stuff, whatever, shake a hand, go. Uh, really over it now. Really over it. Um, it still hurts sometimes at unexpected moments. Um, and I expect that to continue for a few months. Uh, I, th I think it takes about a year to get over this sort of thing. And I'm eight months in. October will be, you know, the line where I'll know whether or not it's done. But um, I got all my stuff, guys. I got my guitars. So happy about that. All my books, uh, my paintings, because uh, I collect a bit of art. Um, I'm going to get some more of them now that I don't have to, you know, argue about whether buying or something or not. Um, my cigar humidor, I picked up that. My beautiful ashtray. Just just little things, you know, just little things. Um, and the place the place that I'm in is, is really groovy. I got really lucky. I got so lucky. It was an amazing bit of luck. And I really needed some luck. I really needed it. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't ask for more in this place. I'm just looking around now. I couldn't ask for more. I couldn't. 
I couldn't ask for more. Uh, and I've got I've got nothing to spend because it's furnished. I've got nothing to spend, so I'm just going to save my pennies. Save my pennies. A bottle of whiskey here and there. Uh, nice food. That's about it. I'm not going to go out. Why would I go out? Um, it's a gorgeous place. I'm just going to be a homebody for a year or so. That's what I'm going to do. Got the lease for a year with an extension for another year if I want. Hmm. Damn, that whiskey's going down well. I also, I had some Italian wine still at my old house. The white wine was still left there. So I picked that up because the ex-wife only drinks red. She drank all the red, but she hadn't touched the white. So I got the white. And I cracked a nice uh, Gertz Trebina from the Alto Adige region in uh, uh, just above Trentino in Italy. Had it with a lamb tonight, sitting on the deck, sun going down. Smoked a cigar. That one's for you, Cappy. Um, just, um, yeah, really good, really good, really good, touch wood, touch wood, because that's when it all fucks up, obviously. So there you go. Uh, I'm pretty clear she got the house, an appreciating asset, I got the car, a depreciating asset, I got cash, she got all the stuff, I don't care, you can always get stuff. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go quite minimalistic from now on. I uh, moved all my stuff in. I threw out, threw out a bunch of stuff today. Threw out a bunch of cult clothes. I threw out the suit that I got married in. Fuck that. That's gone. Uh, gone. <laughs> Didn't even hesitate. Didn't even hesitate. Threw it out. And the shirt and the tie. Threw out the lot that I got. Threw out a bunch of clothes uh, that I've been hold- carrying around for years. Just threw them out. Fuck this, gone. Not wearing this stuff anymore. Threw out a bunch of other stuff. Could have thrown out more, but I didn't. So, yeah. Yeah. There we go. Um, it's been a long road. Thank you for your support. For uh, for many of you, um, it's um, it's been um, it's been most appreciated. It's been a tough time. It's been a tough time. Uh, what got me through it the most? For those of you who might find yourself in this situation in the future, um, not not going near women was the most important thing for me. Um, I haven't slept with a chick, touched a chick, um, done anything with a chick in the eight months since uh, since it all fell to shit. I've done it on purpose, just avoided the whole thing. There have been some women that wanted to make a move. Not happening. Just because I don't trust myself in that situation to do something stupid. I think that's the most important thing, honestly, in this whole thing, you know, because money, all the rest of it, yeah, whatever. I mean, really, whatever. Whatever. The most important thing was not to 
um, make a bad situation that much worse. And the only real way you can make it that much worse in a divorce situation is to shack up with another chick fast because you're not thinking straight. I'm still not thinking enough straight now, which is why I'm still, I still have the walls up. The drawbridge is up. The portcullis is down. The moat's full of water. We've released the, the crocodiles and the hounds. I'm not, I'm not looking. There's no way. One night stands. Ah, oh, whatever. I'm not, uh, look, I've, I was a rafting guide for 15 years. You know how many women I slept with? It's just, it's, it has, it's, the appeal is not there. It's just not there. Done it. Not interested. I'm just, uh, I think that's the most important thing. And this, in all my other breakups in the past, and whether or not I was dumped or I did the dumping, I always went a bit nuts and went around shagging and trying to trying to fall head over heels in love with some fucking bint as soon as I could. And this, this time it was just like, no way. Just don't go there. Don't go there. I mean, I was down in Louisiana. Do you know how well the Australian accent goes in Louisiana? G'day, love. How you going? I'll have a beer, thanks. I mean, they'll go, love your accent. Just, just didn't, just didn't go there. <laughs> just, I just stayed, just stayed fully away from everything. You have to know your own. You have to know your own limitations, boys. You have to know your own limitations in this situation. And in this situation, my limitation is women. Women for me have always been a weakness. They always have. When I was about sixteen, it was like chicks. They've always been a weakness, and it's, and I and I'm good with chicks. I'm good with chicks. You know, I'm and they like me, um, which makes it all that much harder. So I've just I've just stayed the fuck away, just stayed the fuck away. Gone into my shell. I'm an oyster. I'm an oyster with the shell all closed up tight, zip locked. <clears throat> Don't knock on the door. There's no one home. That's kind of the that's kind of the thing I've been doing. Yeah. Anyway. Um. The, the, anyway, look. I'm 20 minutes into the podcast. 22 minutes into the podcast, and this is not the theme of the podcast, but it was important. It's important to to put this one out there. Let you know. Let you guys know. My supporters, my listeners, my readers know how I'm going. Um. And uh, it's, uh, I've got to say, I moved in here last Tuesday and I went to bed that night with, with a grin from ear to ear on my face. I tell you, I was, I was, I was in bed, lying in bed, just smiling, just smiling because it's been four months living out of a bag, guys, four months, March, so March, April, May, June. Four months living out of a bag. Four months ago, I went to Louisiana on the first trip down there. While I was away, the ex kicked me out of the house. And from that moment, it's just been living out of a bag. The same bag, the same clothes for four months. Um, None of my stuff. Stuff is important to guys because we have hobbies, we do things. And stuff kind of defines who we are a lot of ways. So... Wow, so good to be back. I can't even. I gotta. I'm probably boring you guys all shitless, but uh, really, really happy. 
really happy about this. All right, so let's talk about let's talk about this episode. This episode is going to be called the Bucket List episode. Um, episode one one four, the Bucket List episode. Why am I calling it the Bucket List episode? So I was I was perusing yesterday uh, an online forum, Catalaxy Files there, uh, and sometimes I jump on there and have a bit of a comment and. And I've been commenting on that place for years. And I've met, met up in Melbourne with a bunch of the people who, who talk on Catalaxy Files on the open forum there. Good bunch of people. Good people. Um, so I jump on. And someone says... Uh, I want Someone says I've done something. Someone else says, oh, yeah, that's, uh, that's on my bucket list. It's on my bucket list. My bucket list. And I, I, I saw that, and I kind of, uh, my instinctive reaction was, uh, ugh. Uh, I wasn't, I wasn't uh, too thrilled. Um, I wasn't too thrilled at all. And, uh, hang on a sec, let me go. There was a movie called The Bucket List. Let's get this up. The Bucket List movie. Here we go. Had Jack Nicholson in it. Um, and Morgan Freeman. God, I hate Morgan Freeman. Anytime Morgan Freeman's in a movie, I want to cut my own throat. Anything. Anything he's been in is shit. It's just shit. He's like a white black guy, Morgan Freeman. Just a white black guy. I can't stand him. God. God, oh, hang on. Let's 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 just click on, let's click on Morgan Freeman here. Let's see him. Let's see him. Let's go through his whole movies. All right. Let's go. Uh, Brew Baker. The fuck was that? I think I remember Brew Baker. Uh, I can't remember. Oh, it's a prison thing, of course. Uh, Glory, Driving Miss Daisy, fucking hell. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, good God. The Shawshank Redemption. Fuck, I hate that movie. I hate that movie. That movie is shit. That movie is utter, utter shit. Unforgiven, that was good. That was good in spite of the fact that Morgan Freeman was in it. Seven, that was good. Once again, in spite of the fact... That Morgan Freeman was in Armistad? Oh, my God. Oh, jeez. The sum of all fears? God. Million Dollar Baby? Ah. Oh. Batman Begins. Is that the worst Batman film of all time? I'd say it is. No, that was a good one, actually. <coughs> it's a Christian Bale one. Yeah, okay, he's in the, the Dark Knight. They're, they're all good. They're all good. Dolphin Tale 2. Ah, oh, Dolphin Tale 2. Bank account was getting a bit tight, was it, Morgan? <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, he's in this movie called The Bucket List. And uh, hang on, uh, one of them's dying from cancer and whatever. Anyway, they go around and do the, the bucket list and they go to all the places 
and and then they go on the Himalayas and that. So the bucket list is basically, basically, oh, I've got to do all this stuff. I've got to do all this stuff. I've got to jump out of an aeroplane. That's not the bucket list. I've got to climb Mount Everest. Bucket list. Uh, what have I got to do? I've got to go to Rome. Bucket list. I've got to do the Trans-Siberian Railway. Bucket list. Uh, I've got to sail in a yacht across the Atlantic. Bucket list. I gotta go to the pyramids. I gotta the Great Wall of China, the Taj Mahal. I gotta drive a Mustang. I gotta go to the North Pole. I've gotta eat dinner at fucking some amazing restaurant in Spain. Bucket list, bucket list, bucket list. Here's the thing the bucket list is endemic. The bucket list is endemic. Of the boomers. And now I know some of my listeners are boomers. Don't get upset with me. I'm just using this in a generalised term. The, the bucket, the whole terminology of the bucket list. That you'll get to a certain age and then blow all your money that you could have left to your kids. Because here's the thing. You know, the, the World War II generation, they didn't do a bucket list. They didn't do that. They saved their money. They saved their pennies. They saved and saved and saved and saved. They did without. They did without. And then they gave that money to their children, who were the boomers. That's what the, the, that generation for World War II did, the ones that sired the boomers. They did without. They came. They lived through the, the Great Depression. They lived through World War II. They didn't go on bucket lists. They saved every penny they had and they gave it to their kids. And those kids are the fucking boomers. And what do the boomers do? Bucket lists. Bucket lists. The boomers don't do without. The boomers have to do bucket lists. They've got to go to the Taj fucking Mahal. Who gives a fuck? Really? Let me tell you something about the Taj fucking Mahal, okay? Let me tell you. Let me just tell you about the Taj Mahal. You fly to India, which is a gigantic shithole. One of the biggest shitholes I've ever seen, and that's saying something. You fly to India. It's a gigantic shithole. Then you get a train, which is a gigantic shithole. And you go to the Taj Mahal. The Taj Mahal is a beautiful, pristine, marble effigy thing surrounded by a gigantic shithole. And you go to the Taj I haven't been there, by the way. Why would I? I don't do bucket lists. Go to the Taj You go to the Taj Mahal. And there you go. There it is. There it is. It's the Taj Mahal. And you have a look. And you cross it off. Alright, next, we got to go to that uh, Inca place up in the uh, Andes. Yeah, we're going to go there now, let's go there, I've ticked that off my bucket list. You fucking boomer fucks. No thought about saving your pennies on a vastly inflated real estate market. To help your kids and grandkids get a leg up? No. Oh, no. You're not going to do that. You've got a bucket list. It's on your bucket list.
bucket list. If you've got a bucket list, you're a selfish, narcissistic cunt. Sorry, not sorry. Really, that's the way it goes. If you've got a bucket list, you're a selfish prick. Because bucket lists are meaningless. They're a void of nothing. You can have as many experiences as you want. They don't do anything for you. Listen, getting on a plane, okay, and then uh, flying to the Taj Mahal and seeing the Taj Mahal, the only way that you've changed is that you're a little bit poorer financially. That's it. But you haven't changed. You're not... You're not more aware. You haven't grown as a person. The only way that you grow as a person is hardship. What I've just been through the last eight months, I've definitely grown as a person. The whole fact that I didn't go out and fuck as many chicks as I possibly could have and done something really silly and fallen in love with one of them and hooked up and made my crappy situation 20 billion times worse... That was growth for me. That was a big step. That was good. Now that sort of stuff, that sort of stuff, that's worth doing. That makes you better as a person. That makes you better as a man. Because you make yourself. You're making something of yourself. But bucket lists. Bucket lists are hedonistic, narcissistic, futile wastes of money and time. You're trying to tell yourself that you're doing stuff. I'm jumping out of an aeroplane. Whoop-de-fucking-do. Whoop-de-fucking-do. You've jumped out of an aeroplane, strapped to someone else's tummy. Whoop-de-fucking-do. I mean, really? Really? Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck that you've jumped out of a plane? No one gives a fuck. No one gives a fuck that you've jumped out of a fucking plane. Nobody! Nobody! Even the guy that you were strapped to doesn't give a fuck. And when you tell the story or show the video, everyone's eyes glaze over. Ah, he's on about his fucking bucket list again. Nobody cares. Nobody. Nobody. You're a turd burger if you have a bucket list. A gigantic turd burger. A huge turd? That's a burger. That's you. That's what a bucket list is. And yet I see this all the time. All the time. Oh, it's on my bucket list. Oh, it's on my bucket list. I wonder where that term came from, bucket list. Because it's fitting, because every time I hear someone say, it's on my bucket list, I want to throw up in a bucket. That's what I want to do. And then I want to take that bucket and I want to upend it over the head. Of the person who's crapping on about their fucking bucket list that no one cares about. Nobody. You douchebags. You fucking, fucking, fucking douchebags. And your bucket lists. Is that quite clear? Um, is that, is that, is that clear enough? Have I, have I, have I got that out there about bucket lists? Is it just me? Let me know in the comments. Let me know. Is it just me? Am I wrong? Do any of my listeners, when they hear someone crapping on it about their bucket list, want to start killing kittens? Is, is it, uh, maybe. Hang on, I need more whiskey.
Let's go that sound again of popping the top. Ah! Oh! Yummy! Glenfiddich, 18 years, aged. Small batch reserve, single malt. Ah, blah, 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 blah. I suppose it's on your bucket list to go to the uh, distillery of Glenfiddich. Oh, yes, I've been... Uh, so I pull out my Glenfiddich and say, oh, this is a nice... Oh, yes, I've been... <laughs> I've been to the distillery of Glenfiddich. Yes, we caught a trade from Edinburgh. Uh, it was £10,000 for a week. And we went up <laughs> through the Scottish Highlands, stopping at so many different distilleries. And eventually we got to the Glenfiddich. <laughs> no judge would convict me. No judge would convict me, Your Honour. He was going on about his bucket list. Ah! Oh! oh, I say. I say. He was going on about his bucket list. You don't say. Really? Yes, Your Honour. He was going on about his bucket list. The Glenfiddich Distillery. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And what? You shot him? Yes, Your Honour. I shot him twice in the head. I could not stand it anymore. Oh! Wah! Wah! I've never in all my years at the bench... Heard anything quite like this. Case dismissed. Case dismissed. And uh, may you uh, may you go, good sir, free into this day. And uh, please uh, shoot as many narcissistic imbeciles who have crushing this cause to go on about their bucket lists. Uh, and please, when you come before the courts. Uh, know that uh, you'll be let off scot-free because as far as I'm concerned, this is a disgrace to all humanity. Bucket list. Fucking hell. What's Jack Nicholson done since that movie? What's he done since that movie? Probably fucking nothing. Let's have a look. Uh, last film, The Bucket List. Then he did I'm Still Here. <laughs> How do you know? And he's doing two films. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, and Doctor Sleep. Oh, another Stephen King film. God, I hate Stephen King. Just... Uh, just hate Stephen King so much. Stephen King and Morgan Freeman. Really? Just uh, two of the biggest douchebags on the planet. Stephen King is a gigantic douchebag. He's the type of boomer to have a bucket list. I'll tell you that right now. I tell you right now. Stephen King would have a bucket list. What a pretentious douchebag fuck he is. So, um, let me know, oh good readers, listeners, whatever the fuck you are, let me know. Let me know in the comments what you think of bucket lists. What you think of, 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 it's a, I mean, because I've never heard this before. I've heard, never heard anyone criticise bucket lists. But I saw it yesterday and I thought to myself, you know what, that's a podcast right there. That's a, that, God damn it, that's a podcast right there it is. It is indeed. It is indeed a podcast, because bucket lists are for fuckwits. So, look, maybe I'm wrong. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I know I'm not wrong. 
Oh, no, I'm not wrong. You're a wanker if you have a bucket list. You're a wanker. You're a grade A wanker. Nothing else to say, really. All right. Sponsors, Aaron Clary, captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. Com. Uh, come? Did I say that? Oh, my God. Um, what a wonderful man Aaron Clary is. Oh, what a wonderful, wonderful man. Aaron Clary is the salt of the earth. Now, Aaron Clary is a man. Aaron Clary is a man. He is a man who would not dare to have a bucket list. I know that for a fact. I just know it in my soul. I know it. If Aaron Clary had a bucket list, I would throw myself off the tallest building in despair. Aaron Clary does not have a bucket list. Oh, no, 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 no. He does not. He does not stoop. He does not stoop to such meaningless, meaningless things such as bucket lists. You can check out Aaron Clary, a man who would not dare to have a bucket list, uh, at Aaron Clary, at captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. Uh, and he has a YouTube channel with lots of uh, YouTube thingies. And he has lots of books. I was unpacking all my books today. I found Reconnaissance Man. I found uh, uh, the retirement one. What's that one? Poor Rich's Retirement. Cappy, I did write the reviews, but Amazon rejected two of them. I don't know why. I got one through, two were rejected. You know why? Because Amazon are the type of people who would have bucket lists. Amazon is a company who would go, we've got a bucket list. That's why. That's why. There you go. Hey, um, this is the bucket list episode on the Pushing Rub podcast. Um... If you uh, if you like what I do, subscribe to the podcast. If you really like what I do, subscribe to the podcast and subscribe to my website, which is creeping up towards 500 subscribers. I'm about to hit the half millennium mark. Getting there slowly. Getting there bit by bit. Uh, you can purchase my books, Pushing Rubber Downhill, A Journey to Manhood via Whitewater Adventures. No bucket lists there. And Run Guts Pull Cones, a rafting adventure in the Italian Alps. No bucket lists on that one either. Um, and um, I hope you've all uh, had a wonderful time listening to my dulcet tones. Um, and once again, as I hold my Glenfiddich whiskey in my hand in my beautiful cut, crystal cut glass here, a big thank you to all of you. The last eight months have been hell. They really have. And um, what's kept me going has been the blog, the podcast, working on the new book, and all of you guys. Um, hats off to all of you. And uh, stay safe. I'll talk to you next week.